the local church podcast, a podcast devoted to loving God, loving people, and making disciples. We'll be your hosts. I'm Pastor Ryan. And I'm Noah Gartland. What's wrong with you people? What up? <laughs> it is season three. It is. Episode one. We got lots of new fun things that are coming to your ears. Get hype. Get hype. Oh. What's up, man? How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. Good. Hey, what is happening today? What's what's big about today? Oh, man. In our area. Oh, gosh. What is today? Dude, it's August the 10th. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It is the first day of school. Oh, it is. Oh, for man. the surrounding counties. <laughs> Interim youth pastor here doesn't know when the first day of school is. Yeah. it's every, So if you go on social media, every every post is... What grade somebody's in, what year they're in, right? You know, all of their personal information, all of the personal for information, the entire internet to see. Yeah. So I did something different with ours. I did first day, fourth, 11th, 20th. That's all I did. I didn't say schools or anything like that. Fourth, 20th. 20th. It's the 20th year of my wife's working or teaching in serious? the school system. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Except she's now doing a different role, right? Assistant yeah. principal. So. She's an assistant principal. She was out directing traffic. No way. Uh, this morning for her middle school. That's and, really uh, cool. Got a snapshot. I was doing my exercise. I saw her and I took a little picture. I didn't realize how many different like jobs are associated with assistant principal. There's a lot. Because just talking to her, like she has her like foot in athletic stuff. She... You know, <laughs> has discipline, her feet in, admin, it's, instruction. It's insane. Policy. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. So what's going on? So yeah, exciting. it's first day. Every, so if you go on social media, everybody's already seen it. Yep. It is inundated, consumed with plethora of pictures of first day, you know, first adventures. day fits. I remember. Do you remember <laughs> like getting your first day of school Ooh. outfit ready? Did I you did, ever I, do that? Uh, not, not, not so much. Really? Yeah, I didn't really stress out about. This is a big deal in the Gartland household. We like uh, got new haircuts. Nice, right? We we were looking fresh. I remember in like middle school, I would wear like like plaid shorts and a polo shirt. Did you? That oh <laughs> yeah, like the the cool little plaid. Oh yeah, the man, plaid was in back in the. So when you were in middle school, I was probably in college, right? So that was yeah. probably like, yeah, that was the that was the thing. I remember like third or fourth grade, I got these pair of sneakers and they looked like a composition notebook, right? <laughs> they were like black and white and marbled. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to be the coolest kid at Heritage Elementary. I was I so excited. I dig it. Yeah. So what else is what, what else new? What else new in your world? My world? Oh, yeah. you know, um, about to start school. Um yeah. Back at Boys College. The Boys College the, of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. The College Seminary. <laughs> of the Southern Baptist Theological oh, yeah. Seminary. You are correct. Um, I start um, on the 16th, actually. My first classes um, start on Tuesday. So nice. very excited to be back in school. Yeah. Um, I only got a year left. So very yeah, excited to graduate um, and just do life. 
outside of school. Yeah, yeah. What about you, my man? Anything new in your neck of the woods? Uh, I'm trying a little something different uh, this week. As school starts, I'm trying to get up early with my family. Uh, I was able to pray with them before they went off to school, but I'm trying to like get up with them. But then when they leave, when everybody's out of the house, I go and hit the track or hit the exercise uh, before I come into the office. That's kind of the goal. And I've been pretty pepped up today, um, except until just before we started this and I got kind of crashy. <laughs> uh, but I think yeah, I, I've done, I've been productive today. Just, you know, starting the day off with exercise. Yeah, and things like that. It's definitely caffeine o'clock right now. I'm, uh, I am needing <laughs> some energy. But hey, season three is all about the energy. We're all about all about that energy. Forget that, that base. Old, forget that old, boring a local church podcast. This is the new, exciting, um, energetic local church. Podcast. I would say the Mountain Dew of podcasts. No, 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 no. The oh. the Bang Energy Drink of podcasts. <laughs> I don't do Mountain With, Dew or Bang Energy. If I mean, it's you just too much. If you look at our graphic, our our logo. Our cover now. It says a local church podcast. Bang with creatine <laughs> at the bottom. Yeah, hundred twenty macho grams. man Randy Savage. <laughs> oh, that's good. Hey, hey, so what are we doing different? What are we doing different? We're doing uh, just several things differently. Uh, we got a new segment that we're going to start off each show with, um, just to start a conversation uh, between us as well as our listeners. I'm so very excited about that. We are looking at the book of Malachi, um, also known as Malachi, uh, minor prophet in the Old Testament, last book of the Old Testament. Um, so we're going to be walking uh, through little chunks of Malachi. Very excited about this um, kind of underloved, underappreciated uh, book of the Bible. Um, but as always, you're going to hear about our local church uh, experience Um and our love for the local church, as well as the uh, beloved words of wisdom. Yeah, I'm excited. Yep, me so, too. So, let's hit it. Hot yep. segment. Woo-hoo! you got a title for it, though, don't you? Yes. What's the title? The title for this new segment is Perplexing Preferences. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. I was, uh, it had to, it had to, like, go together. <laughs> it was I'm good. I'm excited. All right. So, so how are we doing this? How, how's it going to work? So, Pastor Ryan, I don't know if you've realized this, but I think you and I are similar um, personality-wise in a lot of ways. Um, But there are several um, very stark differences between you and I. I would agree. I would agree. Um, Just some of the the basic ones being, I I feel like you're more of like a, a germaphobe, neat freak sort of guy. I'm kind of, but not really, you know? No, I like, don't know. You could probably sneeze in my face, and I would be like, "All right, let me go wipe that off real quick." Like, That's disgusting. No big deal, though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you also um are different when it comes to like food and personal taste than That's, I am. That's correct. Uh, I feel like you're. Don't take this the wrong way, Pastor Ryan, but I feel like you're kind of basic when it comes to food. <laughs> okay, you're like. Please give me a hot dog with no bun, cut up Ooh. into little circles no. and a little ketchup on the side to dip it into. That's nasty. No. <laughs> you like you like spaghettios, don't you? I don't. Really? <laughs> I don't. I uh, see. I like spaghetti. Anyways, so during this new segment, we are going to take turns each week discussing just one of our personal preferences mm-hmm. that absolutely baffles the other person. 
Okay. So this week we're going to start with you, Pastor Ryan. We're going to talk about one of your preferences that perplexes me. All right. Today, my perplexing preference yes. would have to be I really enjoy Hardy's breakfast. Mm, see, that that baffles me. The breakfast platter. It comes with biscuits and gravy. Okay. Bacon or sausage you can pick. Okay. Scrambled eggs. Hash browns. And see, I usually get a sweet tea with it. If I'm going to get, like, that kind of platter, I'm going to go to, like, Waffle House, Huddle House, some sort I mean, of, those like, are good. sit-down establishment that's known for those things, you know? Yeah, Hardee's has the best breakfast in town. If I'm going for fast food breakfast, I'd go with McDonald's. I don't think so. Uh, Their biscuits are superior to whoa. all other fast food restaurants. I don't No, I can't I can't go with you there. <laughs> what? Are you serious? No, Hardee's, Hardee's breakfast platter... If you don't know what that, if you don't have a Hardee's in your your city, you have to go find one. Um, but yeah, if you, or I mean, if you don't have a Chick Fil A, go to Hardee's. So for if, breakfast, for breakfast. If a Chick Fil A was more available, would you prefer Chick Fil A breakfast over Hardee's? It depends on the day. If I have a busy day, right? Sure, Chick Fil A. Get them chicken minis, hash browns. The hash browns are the same at Chick Fil A and Hardee's. Okay. Um, but if I have a, like just some time. Chill morning, Hardy's breakfast, all day, baby. Wow, do all they serve day. it all day? They don't. Oh, well, that's sad. McDonald's used to, then they that's went true. back on yeah, that. That's, that's that was the worst day ever <laughs> <laughs> when McDonald's said we were serving all day breakfast. Now we are not. So, would you say perplexing preferences, hot takes, right? Whatever it is, would you also say this is like it could be an unpopular opinion? Yeah. Okay, so. If you're listening to this and you have a perplexing preference, email it to a local church podcast at gmail.com and we'll read them each time we do yeah. one of these. An example would be like, I like to eat my French fries with salad dressing. What kind of salad dressing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> with, I don't know. <laughs> with Italian salad dressing. Yeah. yeah. I like I like vinaigrette on my just French random. Fries. Yeah. I don't just know. Random. Awesome hot take. <laughs> that was a great first segment of Perplexing Preferences. All right, we're going to get into the passage today. So we talked about Malachi last week as the intro. Noah mentioned it at the beginning of this podcast. We are jumping into the book of Malachi. We're going to just read through it, uh, look at some study notes uh, from different Bibles, different commentaries. And then see how it applies to our lives today. We talked about Malachi uh, was giving the word of God to the people of God uh, in his day to kind of wake them up to the truths or reality of God and who God is uh, and and all that uh, he plans to do. And so let's jump into Malachi chapter 1, starting in verse 2 and go through verse 5, and then we'll discuss. Noah, do you want to read? Our verses today. I would love to. <laughs> Let's read Malachi 1, 2 through 5. I have loved you, says the Lord. But you say, how have you loved us? Is not Esau Jacob's brother, declares the Lord? Yet I have loved Jacob, but Esau I have hated. I have laid waste his hill country and left his heritage 
to jackals of the desert. If Edom says, we are shattered, but we will rebuild the ruins, the Lord of hosts says, they may build, but I will tear down, and they will be called the wicked country, and the people with whom the Lord is angry forever. Your own eyes shall see this, and you shall say, great is the Lord beyond the border of Israel. Thanks, man. No problem. Hey, so this sounds confusing. If you were just reading through this and you come across this passage, it sounds confusing. Right? It does. There's a whole lot. Yeah. Paul even references this in Romans 9. Yeah, Romans 9. Uh, Jacob and Esau, one God chose, one God didn't choose, one he blessed, one he cursed, that kind of thing. Yep. Uh, and we see this here in Malachi. What's happening? Like, what is Malachi proclaiming or saying to the people of God just in this first little section here. So uh, just right out the gate, um, Malachi is saying that the Lord says, I've loved you, right? Who is the Lord speaking to? He's speaking to his chosen people, Israel. Um, But you, Israel, the reader, the audience of Malachi say, how have you loved us? Um, and then it kind of breaks down the whole Jacob and Esau situation in the next few verses. Um, but basically, as I kind of read through these verses, my first, the first thing I notice is that this is kind of a conversation happening between the Lord, God, Yahweh, and his chosen covenant people, Israel. Okay. So that's what I kind of see. So I think first thing we have to do is who is Edom in order for us to understand this passage or this this section that Malachi is portraying to the people of God. Uh, the reference to Edom occurs more than 120 times in the Old Testament. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah. The prophet Obadiah specifically mentions Edom as a people to be judged for their pride in rejoicing over the destruction of Jerusalem or the destruction of Israel or the destruction of Jacob. Okay. Right? So kind of fundamental understanding of who Edom is. Would you say that they're like an arrogantly wicked people? Yes. Okay. As opposed to Israel, God's yes. chosen people. Yes. Who but who has experienced or have experienced the same judgment that Edom is about to based on this conversation or based on this text? Okay. So just kind sense? of fundamental, just looking at the text, these, what, four verses? Um, there's Israel, who it's, Malachi is saying God has loved. Right. And then there's Edom who is going to face God's judgment. Yeah. Right. Yes. Awesome. And Malachi kind of talks about Jacob and Esau. So why are they relevant to kind of this discussion on Israel and Edom? Yeah. So they're brothers. Really? (laughs) Uh, Jacob and Esau. uh, Many people probably heard the story of Jacob and Esau. Uh, One was let's say let's say one was more like me. Hairy, outdoorsman. Rugged. Rugged. Yeah. <laughs> One was more like Noah. Pale. No, it's not. Uh, Mama's boy. <laughs> uh, uh, in Like an indoor cat, not an outdoor cat. Likes to sit inside and read. <laughs> no. Uh, so, yes. Yeah, so there was, there. Esau was the <laughs> oldest. He was, he was going to get an inheritance yeah. uh, from the father just based on just uh, how family life works, you know, then in the Old Testament. Uh, Jacob got with his mama and said, you know, help me out, right? Whatever. So one day Esau goes hunting. He's out and about. The father is dying on his deathbed. 
Uh, Jacob makes a stew or a soup, I think. And he goes in and they put fur on his arm to make it feel like it was Esau. Uh, the father reaches out, touches the arm, think, thinking it's Esau. Yeah. Says, I give you the blessing, right? Or I give you the inheritance. I give you, you know, uh, the, the blessing and not the curse or whatever. So Jacob basically weaseled his yeah, way yeah. into getting his father's blessing or like inheritance. Yeah. Right? His mom was in on it too, though. I mean, that's, 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 that's a crazy there, that's, situation. Yeah. But you know what's crazy about that? Yeah insane family situation is that like as we see throughout the story of redemption throughout the entire biblical narrative narrative we see that god uses that messed up family situation right of yeah. favoritism of enmity of uh, lying just, anger just, lying just deceiving yeah. yeah he uses that in a really crazy way um seeing that like jesus comes from this long line yeah yeah um, anyways, that's kind of a side note. But so, yeah. So from, from that point forward, Esau, Jacob, they did not like each other. Esau was pursuing Jacob. Jacob even wrestles with Jesus. Yeah. And his hips broken and he's his name is now Israel. Right. He represents the nation, the people of God. Uh, they do, uh, I guess, figure it out. Esau and Jacob, they both, you know, finally come together uh, and they put this in their past. But between these two men. One comes Israel and one comes Edom. Uh, and then when Israel goes through ups and downs, judgment, uh, persecution, you know, Edom is now laughing arrogantly, pridefully over them, you know, saying, ha, 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 that kind of thing. Uh, and then we have in this text, you see the two separated into one God loves, one God does not. Right now, is this referring to God's affection or is this referring to God's choosing, God's sovereign, you know, Election. Um, power election over yeah. over the affairs of men. Ooh. Y- yes. <laughs> what do you want me uh, to say? It is God's sovereignty, not God. This isn't this isn't just like, oh man, I love this apple more than I love this banana. No, okay, this is yeah. this is God choosing one over the other because he is sovereign. Right? Yeah, he and is he, God. So he's chosen the nation of Israel as opposed to Edom in the same way that God chose to use Jacob in a particular way rather than Esau. Yeah. Right. Um, and he chooses Jacob. He chooses Israel um, to kind of unfold redemptive history. Right. Yeah. The story um, that eventually arrives at Jesus. Yeah. The cool thing about Old Testament, you know, uh, narratives, especially this one, Jacob and Esau, that we find um, in Genesis is that Eastern writing is different than Western writing. So, here in the Western world, we write to get to a point. Yep. Uh, Eastern writing writes circling a point, uh, making sure that you well, make sure, I guess that it hits home, uh, you know, in a bigger, better way. Um, it's, it takes longer to get to the point. So you see this story of Jacob and Esau and you're like, that's unfair. No, that's how, crazy. He, he not only lied to his dad, but now God's going to use him to make the nation of Israel. Like, how is that even fair? But the sovereignty portion that the writer that Moses is writing about is God is sovereign from Genesis one all the way to the end uh, of revelation that God is the one his, you've mentioned it. His redemptive plan is unfolding the way he chooses to unfold it. Right. That kind of thing. Yeah. So I know kind of when we dive into old Testament passages, especially like some of these prophetic passages, Um, we can kind of feel detached from them as modern-day Christians. Um, But I think it's really important um, to remind ourselves and to remind our listeners that this passage applies to us today, 
right? Uh, we might not be like an Israelite who's reading Malachi for the first time, right? We might not be an Edomite who is outside of this covenant community. Um, but if we turn to passages like Romans 8, Romans 9, uh, we see kind of how this passage applies to us today. Just as Israel was God's chosen people that he used to kind of unfold this kind of redemptive plan, um, Christians, believers, those who follow Christ, those who have faith in Christ are God's chosen people today, yeah. right? They're kind of grafted in um, Gentiles, Jews, whoever they are. Um, they're part of the family of God. Um, we kind of read more about that in Romans 9, where we see that we are a people who God has chosen to show mercy to, Yeah, right? God has shown mercy to us and forgiving us from our sin, um, of our sin, through Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, just because we are God's chosen people, just because we are a part of the family of God does not mean uh, we will not face hard times or difficulties, right? Or kind of seasons uh, where we feel like we're being judged, yeah. right, for our actions. This is kind of what Israel faces in the Old Testament, right? Um, these different seasons, these kind of, uh, you know, rough, rough patches in life. Yeah. Um, but we need to remind ourselves that uh, what we're going through now, just like Israel, um, God's still showing mercy to us. And God will still show mercy to us in the end when we are saved, um, when, as Romans 8 points to, we are resurrected um, and we are we, we see the new heavens and the new earth. Yeah. Right? Um, on the other hand, like Edom, there are people today who will face God's judgment. Right? Romans 9 kind of wrestles with the question, how can God be just and merciful at the same time? So if you're looking for an answer to that question, refer to Romans 9 um, for kind of that. But I really feel like that's how um, we as modern day Christians, believers, those who are in Christ should read passages like Malachi 1, 2 through 5. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, there's there's a couple of things. You've, you hit on a lot of stuff. And, and I did. Just, I'm just sorry. That. Um there is a Jacob, there is Esau, right? In this passage that we're reading, Jacob refers to Israel, like a nation, the yeah. people of God, right? Esau, Edom, uh, a people who are arrogant, rejecting God, rejecting God's people even, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, today we see that here, but Israel wasn't without judgment. Yeah, They went through uh, a devotion to God, and then they rejected God. They worshiped God, and they worshiped idols, right? They followed God and then they followed other they wanted to be like other nations even uh and because of their their sinful rejection or disobedience to God there was discipline there was judgment right on them this passage says but guess what Edom it you're not left out of the picture right <laughs> um just because Israel went through this doesn't mean that you're not going to go through judgment right your Edom yeah. is now about to go through this same judgment um and if the people continue to reject God, reject the things or truths of God, this wrath, this anger is forever, right? That, that kind of thing. Uh, we have to see this. And so you have to ask the question, well, the people of God, they still went through really bad, evil things, right? Things have exile, uh, persecution, yeah. uh, slavery. Jerusalem was burned to the ground, right? Yeah. 
Um, so why does God allow these things to happen? You think that, that, that's the question. Everybody asks that question. Like, why does a good God allow bad things to happen? Or why is there evil in the world? Why does God let evil continue in the world? That kind of thing. Yeah. Especially if you watch the news today, there's all kinds of things that seem to go against everything that believers or Christians are about. Why does God allow this stuff to happen or to go on? I think that question comes with a presupposition, right? Um, that's a loaded question. It is. It's a big question. I think asking questions like why do bad things happen to good people or why are bad things happening to me, a good person, um, kind of are being asked from a standpoint of uh, or this kind of mindset of I deserve something better sure. than what I'm receiving right now. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think it, uh, it also depends on who's asking. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think from that perspective is the believers asking that question. Uh, but what about the atheist, right? The one who says, I don't have anything to do with God. And it's almost like a, it's a loaded question. It's almost like a, I got you question. Yeah. Like, so why is there bad? If God's so good, why is there bad? Right. That, so that's kind let, of a, that's a yeah. Romans three response right yeah. there. Right. Yeah. You, you w- would use the same response. Um, there is no one who is good. <laughs> yeah. No, not one. Yeah. Right. So if you're asking why do bad things happen to good people, first of all, there are no good people. Yeah. Um, but I say this is kind of a loaded question because, like, if you're coming from the mindset of I deserve something better than what I have received, that's pride. Yeah, that's Edom. That's <laughs> right? Edom right yeah. there. Yeah. According to Scripture, what you deserve is death. What yeah. you deserve is punishment for your sin against a holy God. What you deserve is separation from this God. Yeah. Now, right? I want to I caveat that real, real yeah. quick. It's not that God looks at you and says, Noah, you need to die. It's not what he's saying, right? So the wages of our sin is death, death. right? That's, it's when, we, when, when someone who is not a believer or, or, or not a Christian, not following Christ, and they hear that they deserve death, right? It automatically triggers a, well, then God just wants me to die. God, God wants to kill me, that kind of thing. Um, and we almost, it's it's good and bad, right? Well, yeah. one, God does not want to kill you, you know, personally. He does want to put to death the sin that you are in or the sin that you're involved in, right? Um, and he's made a way possible for that to happen. Does that make sense? Yeah. Hopefully. And if I went off the, the, the rail there, just tell me. But I don't want people to hear that God wants to kill you, right? Yeah. That's because you're creating the image of God, right? God, there is value, there's worth yeah. in the individual. Yeah. Uh, and so, but when the individual rejects God, rejects the truths of God, they deserve the wrath of God, right? The yeah. the judgment of God. I guess maybe to have a better understanding, we should start at the beginning, yeah. right? There is one God, and this one God creates all things um, in our world, beyond our world, etc. He creates mankind, man and woman, in his image and to be in a relationship with him. However, mankind has chosen sin, right? They have chosen to reject God's design for their life um, and kind of live according to their own terms. Um, They've chosen to worship created things rather than the creator, right? The result of this, right, mankind's choice or preference for other things rather than God um, has separated them from God. It's broken their relationship with God, right? And they have taken a path that leads to death, right? Yeah, sin has consequences, right? There, There's yeah. consequences to the sin of Adam, and it falls all the way through humanity. The good news, though, is that God made a way. 
um, for us to be in a relationship with him, for us to be forgiven of our sins, reconciled back to him, um, and to have eternal life in him, uh, not facing the death that we deserve. And the way that he did this is by sending his one and only son, Jesus Christ, to live a perfect life, to die the death that we deserve in our place, um, and to be raised so that uh, we might have eternal life with God, with our creator, right? That is good news. Yeah, so and I have to add, I have to throw this because I might have confused people with, with what I said a little bit earlier. Yep. We are to die to self. Yep. Right? God, uh, those who place their faith in Christ die with Christ and are raised a new life with Christ, uh, that kind of thing. So it's not that God wants you to be put to death, but he wants you to put to death sinful desire, sinful nature, all that kind of thing. And he can only do that. He does that through his son, Jesus, right? And faith in Jesus makes me born again, makes me new uh, creation, new creature. Yeah. If you're listening to this podcast um, and you have faith in Jesus, right? You are saved. You're one of God's like chosen people. You're part of the family. Um, Remember the mercy that God has shown you um, and the mercy that he has promised to show you in the future. Yeah. As you're reading Malachi, one two through five if you're not a believer repent of your sin right die to that old self have faith in jesus trust in his life death and resurrection yeah and the one person who's not a believer who still asks the question why does god allow evil uh to happen or why does he allow evil to go on in the world right the things that we see in the world i want to read a a section from second peter three eight and nine do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any would perish, but that all should reach repentance. So this idea that evil continues in the world it's not that as if God has turned his back. It's not as if God can't do anything about it, but he is patient with you specifically yeah. that you would repent and turn to him and his son, Jesus for salvation. Right. And if you go one chapter further in second Timothy, right? You read from chapter three. Uh, that was second Peter. Oh, second. <laughs> I was way off. <laughs> if you go to second Timothy chapter four, we read that Jesus is the one to judge the living and the dead. Right. We read the book of Revelation, other parts of the New Testament. We see that Christ will return to judge the living and the dead, right? Those who are in Christ will receive mercy. Uh, Those who are apart from Christ will receive judgment just like Edom. So as we look to Malachi, uh, we see that Edom is saying we are shattered, right? We're going through a bad season. We feel like we're facing judgment right now, but we will rebuild the ruins, right? We'll return to our former glory. We will be victorious. But the Lord of hosts, Yahweh, says they may build, right? They may aspire to victory, but I will tear down, and they will be called the wicked country and the people with whom the Lord is angry forever. So... If your faith is not in Christ, repent and believe, right? Yeah. If you, I don't know how to put this without sounding, you know, 
harsh. Yeah, well, let me do this before you say the harsh. Yeah, go ahead. The end of this, the the what the verse four you just read and verse five, your own eyes shall see this, and you shall say, "Great is the Lord beyond the border of Israel." There is coming a day. You said this when Jesus is coming back to judge the living and the dead. He's yep. he's going to come back in judgment as king and ruler and judge. And there's going to be a day when Edom, those who reject God, look upon Israel and believers and say, "Great is the Lord." Wow. <laughs> the Lord is great and awesome and 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 stand in awe and bow before him. Um I mean the it's it's hard to imagine this day where you see uh, a believer and a person who rejects God mm-hmm. and the day that Jesus comes back the one who is a believer begins to worship and praise and sing and the one who has rejected God falls flat on his face and say Jesus is Lord mm-hmm. uh i mean it's just it's a harsh reality and we see that in, the, in this Malachi passage that what is he saying to the people of Israel like hey hold your head up there is grace and peace coming and to the Edomite he says there is judgment coming right that kind of thing it's it's it's, it's a tough passage to swallow yeah but yeah. the good news right uh the hope of this passage is God is extending his love to you yeah through this good news that you can be saved by trusting in his son Jesus Christ amen I dig it that's the good news yeah yeah and so what do we have left? to say to our local church context in this, to the to the believer that's walking through a season of great darkness, maybe their family issues, maybe their work issues, maybe just personal yeah. issues, right? Um, that <laughs> the things that you go through, you mentioned Romans 8, right? Um, all the things that we go through, uh, even our culture that we find ourselves in, all of this is to bring us into the image of his son, Jesus, that he is working out all things for those who are called according to his purpose, right? Um, he is working out his redemptive plan, not only in your life, but in the life of those around you. Amen. Yeah. There is hope. Uh, the youth, the students here at Mount Moriah make fun of me frequently. No. For, yeah, they do for more <laughs> than one reason. Um, but one of those reasons is because I always, always, always find a way to bring it back to Romans chapter 8, which I've already mentioned. Um, But if you are in Christ, if you're a believer, uh, member at our local church or any local church, hear this from Romans 8. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Um, And then Paul goes on to say in verse 37, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Yeah. And if you go on to 38 and 39, that there is nothing that can separate you from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus, right? No matter what you go through, the ups and downs of life, the things that you find yourselves in, even if you're in a moment of like, I don't even feel God in my life. um, If your faith is in Christ, know this. There is nothing that can separate you from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. Yeah. yeah. So this Malachi chapter one, verses two through five, it's a good news passage. Yeah. yeah. Right. The good news for believers um, is that there is hope regardless of what you're going through right now. The good news for non-believers, for those who are apart from Christ, is that 
God is extending his love to you through Christ. Yeah, there is hope. <laughs> there is uh, And it's hope. in Christ, right? Then, Amen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so we're going to kind of wrap this up with what we typically do Yep. here at the A Local Church Podcast. <laughs> yep. Is words of wisdom. Pastor Ryan, I have some words of wisdom for you as well as our listeners. Mm. When buying an umbrella, you ought to open it first. I recently purchased an umbrella on a rainy day (laughs) and did not open it before I bought it. That's amazing. I bought it at five below. I walked out of the store and opened it because it was raining outside and the umbrella might have been two feet tall. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) It was a child size umbrella and I still have to use it because I cannot return it because I ripped the tag off and threw it away. That's amazing. That's one of the best... Open the umbrella before you buy it. My words of wisdom. That's one of the best words of wisdom ever. I Thank think. you. I mean, that's that's going to be hard to beat. Yep. Uh, and so, but I'm going to try. And the my words of wisdom comes from the book of Proverbs. Okay. <laughs> it is Proverbs chapter 15. A gentle answer turns away wrath. But a harsh word stirs up anger. Mm. There are people in your life <laughs> that you want to get angry with, right? Yep. And say angry things too. But if you respond gently and patiently and graciously, it seems like that wrath that could come back at you is now at peace. Yep. But if you continue to pounce on and harp on and just get mad at it seems like more comes back right so mm-hmm. that's my words of wisdom that's good yeah right on hey love god love people make disciples, make disciples.